Episode 12, Five Lessons I Learned from Publishing My Book. Welcome to the Savvy Brown Girl Podcast with Wendy Coop. Your number one destination for personal finance and entrepreneurship for savvy women. Welcome back to the Savvy Brown Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Coop. And today we are talking about the top five lessons I learned from publishing my book. But first, my sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Budgeting for Women, a simple five-step plan to get your financial act together. That's right. My book is now available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback, and it covers the basics of budgeting for newbies or those who just can't seem to make a budget stick. There's a link to the book in the show notes, or you can go to wendycoop.com forward slash books. That's books with an S. Now, let's talk about the top five lessons I learned about publishing my book. These are in no particular order of importance. This is just the way they came to my head. I promise. I will list them out and then we'll actually go back and talk about them. So number one, you don't have to be the expert to write a book on the subject. Number two, you can design your book cover yourself. Number three, tell everyone about your book. Number four, set a public deadline. And number five, your marketing isn't done when the book is released. You know, there are a lot of books, podcasts, and YouTube videos talking about how easy it is to publish a book on Amazon. And for the most part, that's true. Publishing is truly the easy part. But the harder part is making money from the book or using it as leverage in your business. And while I knew this intellectually, putting it into practice was much harder. So let's get into the lessons I learned. Number one, you don't have to be the expert to write a book on the subject. This is more true than anyone cares to admit. After all, we associate books with the highest levels of achievement in a subject or topic, but that kind of thinking also keeps us from writing a book that would serve others and our business. What's important to understand is that you don't have to be the one who knows the most or even the best person at that thing. You have to be willing to share your experience and help others. I've read books from people who didn't resonate with me because they wrote like they were coming from a very academic background with no real experience in the subject. I felt like they were out of touch with reality and didn't know what it was like to struggle in the thing that caused me to want to buy the book in the first place. But on the flip side, you don't have to have been at the same job for 20 years or built a multi-million dollar company. Your experience in your niche is often all that is required for you to start teaching it to others. People want the answers you have found, and it would be selfish not to give it to them. Number two, you absolutely can design the book cover yourself. I don't know how many times I read online not to design the book cover myself. And while I may not be a graphic designer, I, I can be pretty handy with Canva. I simply modified one of their templates to suit my type of book. This is easier to do if you're publishing nonfiction. If you're publishing fiction, I might price out design work versus the time it would take to figure it out in Canva. To design my cover, 
I looked at the covers of books in my niche or niche and found a way to make mine stand out a little more. I also added a vector illustration I paid for in my deposit photos account. And again, if you're not confident in your design skills, definitely hire it out. You can hire a graphic design student, someone in an MFA program that's Master of Fine Arts, because they usually have to study some book design, or hire a freelancer, especially someone who specializes in book design. There is no shortage of people you can hire. So let's move on to number three, which is to tell everyone about your book. And yes, I do mean everyone. (laughs) See, here's the thing about social media. No one sees everything you post unless they're a stalker. Even my husband doesn't see all of my posts. That's just the nature of the algorithm. Instead, you have to remind people over and over again about the fact that your book exists, how they can get a copy, and how they will benefit from the book. Trust and believe you will get tired of your message before anyone else will. And if you're worried about those people who don't like you promoting your work, don't worry about them. Their opinions don't pay your bills. So share your progress in writing and designing your book. Have people help you choose a cover. Offer sneak peeks and behind the scenes photos and video of you at work. Get people involved in the process. This is great natural engagement that keeps your work at the top of mind for others who may want to buy your book. But if they can't, but they can't buy it if you don't tell anybody. And you'll need to tell them more than once on social, your podcast, your YouTube channel, your email list, everywhere. Okay, just just in case you didn't get that point. Everywhere. So number four, set a public deadline. I don't know how many times I wanted to quit before releasing Budgeting for Women. When I set up the book for pre-order, I didn't tell anybody. I don't know how I thought I was going to sell any, but I didn't tell anybody because I was afraid people would ask me questions I didn't know the answer to, or they would say I was unqualified to write the book. None of that actually happened. It was all in my head. Instead, when my business coach and friend, Christy Miranda, told me, I needed to tell more people, pre-orders actually started to come in. I set it to release for March 15th, uh, 2022, and needed to have my final draft uploaded to Amazon by the 11th. Fear and doubt crept in and wanted to just, I wanted to figuratively burn it all down and refund the pre-orders. But people were waiting for the book. They were counting on me to come through. So I got myself together and spent a day and a half at Starbucks writing my book. Oh yeah, I live that coffee life. (laughs) So believe it or not, after the first half day, when I'd written about 4,500 words, I decided the whole outline needed to change. So I had to write those 4,500 words over again, plus the rest of the book. Talk about a setback. Because see, when I tried to do this pre-order last year, when I originally wanted to publish the book, I let the deadline pass because I hadn't done the work or told anybody about my work. I had to make this time different. Again, by setting a public deadline, I had thousands of people on social media to hold me accountable to that deadline and could not fathom letting them down. And if you've got support in real life, that's even better. My husband is my biggest supporter and cheerleader, so he did his best to push me when I was feeling down or unmotivated. Number five, your marketing isn't done when the book is released. 
Yay, you've published your book and it's live on Amazon. Make sure you do a happy dance because now it's time to celebrate your hard work everywhere. Just like when you told everybody about your book before, you're going to keep telling people after it's been published. Some will have pre-ordered. Others need a reminder to actually buy the book. Others need reminders after they've bought the book to review the book on Amazon. But I also found out that many people didn't want to buy just the ebook, but they were waiting for me to release a print version. Holy cow. Ooh, lessons learned. Provide as many versions of your book as possible. But if you start to get overwhelmed, just publish what you can and create the other versions later. I will admit print publishing is a little bit more involved. There's a few more steps involved than simply releasing an ebook, but we'll talk about that in another episode. So whether this is your first book or your 10th book, not everyone will have heard about your book. And if you're using email or social media, you'll have to tell others multiple times before they will buy your book. It's just the way people are. You'll get tired of talking about your book before others will get tired of hearing about it because they won't see every post or hear every interview you do. So book yourself on relevant podcasts and YouTube shows, guest post on other blogs and post on your own blog. But don't be spammy. Yuck. Don't do that. Give something of value and people will be more likely to buy from you. So those are the top five lessons I learned from self-publishing my first book, Budgeting for Women. Just know self-publishing can be great or it can be a nightmare if you're not prepared for the costs and time to put out a quality book. I'll talk more about this in future episodes, so don't think this is the last you've heard of this. But did you hear? Uh, There's another book. Oh, yes. For a limited time, depending on when you're listening to this, my, my next book, due out in May, Side Hustles for Women, is on a special pre-order price on Amazon for only 99 cents for the ebook. Yeah. 99 cents, which is a great deal and it won't last for long. So make sure you pre-order or order, depending on when you're listening to this, yourself a copy, your friends a copy, buy 10, (laughs) you know, this is going to be a fun book. And if you've grabbed your copy of Budgeting for Women, thank you so much. Be sure to leave an honest review on Amazon of what you thought so you can help other readers make an informed decision. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Savvy Brown Girl, and I will catch up with you in the next episode.